Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Every week we get together and talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do this week. And as always, I am joined by David Fox. Hey there. And Gary Winnick. Hello. So let's start with Gary. Gary, what did you do last week and what are you doing this week? So I believe we've started Act 3. It's hard for me to keep the difference between the acts now in my head because sometimes we jump around, but I guess we're working on Act 3. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. There's a little bit of spillover from Act 2 that didn't get finished uh, due to some art stuff. But um, yeah, basically we're on Act 3. So so it feels like I'm working on Act 3. Um, it's, it's interesting. The difference between Act 1 and Act 2 seem to be significant. The difference between Act 2 and 3 seems to be almost like kind of a blink or a burp. It doesn't even feel like that much different to me. Well, there's a lot of bleed over in the puzzles, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of puzzles that you can start in Act 2 that you can finish in Act 2, but I imagine that most people will probably finish them in Act 3. So there's just there's just a lot of bleed over in those puzzles, which is probably why it feels so similar. And then what I've been doing, it, it, my my reports tend to be well, well, tend to be kind of the same in that I'm I'm tending to work pretty much on a animation and objects for the most part. I do a little bit of room touch-up. So, but between Octavia and Mark, those guys, you know, just sort of fly through room touch-up. So in any case, uh, the thing I've also started working on more in the last week through this week is we had all of the backer items and some of the backer actors. So we've been working on, I've been working on integrating those into the overall game. And also we want to make those make sense. It's not like we want to just slap that stuff in and have it be there. We want it to actually be integrated into the game in a cohesive manner so there's been a lot of design around that stuff as well but that's all coming along and that's what I'm continuing to do at least through next week okay David so let's see I I uh, read the comments on the on your blog post about mazes and I, I feel bad for all the people out there with <laughs> with maze PTSD <laughs> and um, I think this maze will be very enjoyable though and uh, hopefully it'll it'll cure some of those you know the, the dread that people are feeling anyway that david's our resident maze evangelist <laughs> so well i do think this maze is different because we're not asking you to solve the maze right we're asking you to solve a puzzle that then solves the maze for you right so no one's gonna no one's going to come back and have nightmares about mazes from this one i don't think what what was what was the zach maze i don't even remember well, there, there the are a bunch. Maze. we we I, I overdid it that was the problem i think we had <laughs> we had one in the sphinx one in, in the pyramid one in the jungles we and had, these were real mazes that you actually had to figure out all of them except for the jungle ones yeah uh. <clears throat> and there's a, a mars one in mars so there are at least three or four real mazes that you had to figure out and uh. they were they were not randomized so once you got them they were they were done yeah you just get the hint book and then you can read it there or call the uh the lucasfilm hint line at 75 cents a minute <laughs> the, the 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 terrible toy box hint line which is yeah 9.95 a minute it's 900 dollars a minute <laughs> i think this was part of part of just wanting to expand the game make it feel like there was more to it and that was that was a solution at the time but not a great one since we overdid it also worked on another really complex room, which was the cemetery, which is a new room. It was different than anything else we've done because there's no one continuous path 
from one end of the room to the other. You, you're kind of going behind hills and popping up in, in other places and being hidden by different things. And, and it's a really long room, so it took a while. I think it worked really well. It looks really beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice room. Yeah. also have the first pass of the reading of the will, which is a major endpoint of a bunch of puzzles. So that got in yesterday. Yeah, I think that that whole scene gives Dolores a lot of motivation because I noticed one of the things the testers were bringing up is they really weren't clear about what Dolores's motivation was. And I think until that scene happens, I think it is very unclear what her motivation is. Right. And that that's still rough, but it was fun to get that in um, to go back and, and do it so you, so you can complete things in different orders and it still works. But that, that's what I have to do next. I've been doing a lot of art editions. I mean, not doing the editions, but taking the editions from artists and putting them back in with with tweaks and um, you know, going from first pass art to final art it was really fun to do that to see actually something come to life in a new way. Also, been working on these debug testing scenarios. Um, did one that puts you at the beginning of Act Two, which the testers are not using, so you can just pop in that. Now I'm doing the same thing for one for Act 3, which I have to get clearer <laughs> where the start of Act 3 is so I can actually get that to work properly. And then there's there was a puzzle we had originally set up that required three of the characters to complete. And it turned out through testing, they were able to solve it with two. So because of some fixes we had made, so we have to go back now and I Ron and I talked and came up with a fix that will make it a three-person one again. So I have to implement that, and then just again more, more and more bug fixes. I have a backlog, um, plus some new animations and costumes I haven't put in yet um, that I'm putting in. That's about it. All right, great, thanks. Let's see. Last week I've been doing a lot of little engine fixes. There's just a lot of little things that you know, I've kind of let slide with the engine that I want to fix. Nothing major, but it's it's nice to just have these little things in. It's like one of the things is background saving, saving of save games, because every time you do a transition uh, from one room to another, we do an auto save. You know, so if your machine crashes or something, you've never lost, you know, more than a few minutes of time. But the saving to the disk actually takes some time. So th there were these weird pauses in the room transition. So I'm setting it all up so the saving now happens all in a different thread in the background. So those transitions uh, should be a lot smoother. There's also some weird bugs in the sound system that I had fixed that have to do with changing volume while the sound is fading up. It um, SDL wasn't actually getting the the new volume during the fade, so I had to go in and fix some stuff like that. So uh, I got that working. It is nice that the Linux version is now has complete parity with the Mac and the PC version. So the Linux version is now into test with everything else. So I'm really happy about that. Next week, I'm going to do a lot of playing of Act 2. I have not really sat down and played Act 2 kind of like a, like a player would, and I think you need to do that. Um, there's a lot of dialogues that probably need some additions, and it's it's hard to see that stuff unless you actually play it. You know, like a player is so i think that's probably going to be my my big job over the next week is just going through and, and playing act two did you see the comments from the testers 
Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a good yeah, a lot of good comments in there from them about it. I think there's you know, there's a lot of confusion just about motivation, just because there's a bunch of dialogues that are just stubbed in. You know, we don't we don't have the actual dialogue in, so you don't really understand the motivation for why, you know, the the player is doing or the characters are doing what they're doing. So I wanna get all those um stub dialogues in over the next uh course of the next week. Yeah, I'd like to have a conversation, a couple of those off, you know, afterwards on test, you know, in a design, maybe brainstorm or something, because there are a couple, several came up with the same problem with, with one of the puzzles that I did. Okay. And you know, I think this needs some clarification to, I think in most cases, it's just wording changes to make it clear. Yeah, it is surprising how much can be fixed with just like a line of dialogue. Yeah. And I, I'd rather do that first than go in and rip the whole thing apart. Right. Yeah, one thing I did notice from the feedback was that people really didn't like ransom, and and I think I in my mind I don't think you should like ransom. Like ransom's an asshole, and I'm and I'm totally fine with players thinking this is a disgusting character, and I don't want to play him. Right? I think that's I think that's okay. So I'm kind of I'm kind of reluctant to really address that issue necessarily. I do think there are some some motivation issues that will be solved with dialogue. You know where where you kind of need to understand why he is doing what he's doing. And I think that stuff isn't very clear, but I don't know that I want to turn him into a sympathetic character necessarily. Yeah. And I think there's as many people who, who like him being as raw as he is. So. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a, a Rorschach test in a way. <laughs> if you like Ransom, there's something the matter with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's uh, probably it for me. Is there anything else? Yeah. Well, one quick thing. I don't think we've actually had a podcast since you got back from um, uh, Game Lab. And I was just curious about that, have, have, how that went. Yeah, that went fine. It's a it's a pretty small conference. It's you know maybe a thousand people, so it's not a not a particularly large one. But yeah, that, that went well. It's my first time to Spain. And how was the weather in Barcelona? <laughs> it was a little bit muggy. I mean, it wasn't horribly humid, but it was a little bit muggy, but but not too bad. That's all our fans want to know about is how the weather was, Ron. We should have like an in-game widget that. That shows the weather report for. Yeah, there should be a weather report at Simulweed Park. It's sunny with a chance of, you know, (laughs) murder. (laughs) (laughs) And and you got to meet Octavi too. Yeah, I got to meet Octavi. That was nice. He gave me a quick tour of the Gothic area of the town, which was which was kind of cool. Okay, is that about it? Yeah, I think that's it. Unless you guys have something else. Nope. Nope. Okay. Back to work. Okay, back to work. Yeah. Right. still tell ron's recording because of the way this thing looks so there's like a giant <laughs> no. there's a giant timer at the top of this that says recording with like the numbers clicking no down. there's actually a bug in the software it says it's recording <laughs> yeah. when it's not recording yeah. <laughs> i've i've stopped it so that it's actually not recording and then once i get back to my computer david we can hook up and talk about whatever the design stuff was you want to talk about yeah okay okay all right bye bye